Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. This morning on the third hour of today, sounding the alarm. Doctors warning of a perfect storm of flu, COVID, and other respiratory illnesses, sending surges of patients to the hospital. We're going to have the latest on how we can protect ourselves. Plus, feeling lucky? Tonight's Powerball drawing reaching a whopping $610 million. One of the top 10 biggest in history, and we'll take you inside the excitement. And meet the Beagle Brigade, a special team of federal agents sniffing out unlikely suspects at the airport. We'll go on the job with them today, Monday, October 24th, 2022. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today. Good morning and welcome to the third hour of today. I'm Chanel alongside Al and Dylan. Good morning to Good you. Morning. Happy Monday. You. Craig will join us in just a bit. He's in Miami. Oh, that looks oh so there he so is. warm and All sunny. Right. I just want to jump through <laughs> the All right. screen. He's got the gun show oh shoot, shirt on. Oh, yeah. Yes, he does. A high school, have you heard about this, in Northern Virginia, had to cancel all-weekend sports and activities after nearly half of the school, roughly 1,000 students, came down with flu-like and gastrointestinal mm. symptoms. Of course, that grabbed our attention. We have NBC News senior medical correspondent, Dr. John Torres, here to break down what we know. It's kind of scary when you hear about this. Um, so what exactly is going on here? So what we think is happening is possibly the flu, possibly something else combined with that, because typically with the flu, you don't get those gastrointestinal mm-hmm. symptoms. Usually it's feeling like, you know, your muscle aches, your fatigue, you want to sleep, those kind of things, fevers. But you typically don't get gastrointestinal, although you can. And that's probably the warning sign for people. You know, these symptoms are very individualized. The fact that a thousand people have gotten that's sick crazy. all of a sudden wow. through all this thing, it could be a couple of different things going on. Definitely the flu, norovirus is something that's always floating around that gives gastrointestinal symptoms. Is it wiped symptoms. out that quickly? or does it spread that quickly? Yeah, it spreads very quickly. These are both very, very contagious, and so it can happen very fast. So we've got the flu, we've got RSV, we have COVID. Can you explain the symptoms of each, what we should be watching out for? Do we just test constantly? I almost feel like COVID's the easy one. And and some people are calling it the tridemic. Mm -hmm. We're having these three things happen. At the same time, they typically happen in phases in different times. And so it's not not often that they happen together. And that's a concerning thing right now. Even though COVID isn't rampant, it is starting to creep up. We're hearing about these subvariants that are coming out. The symptoms are almost identical. And that's why as physicians, even as doctors, we have to test just because we have to make sure. There are a couple things you can kind of look out for. Typically, the flu hits you fast. People describe a light switch went on. Mm. I felt okay. And then all of a sudden I felt really bad. Usually with COVID, you know, most of us have had COVID. It's kind of a gradual progression of symptoms. With RSV, the symptoms kind of come in stages. You get the cough and sneeze and then you get the fevers. You know, they, they kind of don't all happen at the same time, although now they seem to be. So, again, it can be very confusing, but these are some of the things to look out for. Are we getting hit with this, Doc, all of a sudden because we're, we're, 
we're maskless now and all of a sudden we've got, you know, a little bit less of a resistance to it. And if we do, you know, what can we do to get some And now it's that second part. And that's a very good way to look at it. It's the lack of resistance that we have right now because we haven't had any of these diseases over the last couple of years. And especially RSV usually hits kids under the age of two. We can imagine kids that are two to four right now didn't get RSV the last couple of years. And so now instead of the regular pool of zero to two, we have zero to four year olds. So it's wow. doubling the pool. Plus adults, we didn't get it the last couple years, so our immune systems weren't used to it. So if we get it, we can pass it on very easily. So we have to be careful. And what are some of the, the relief things you can do to feel... So for all these, it's the same thing. Mainly, you want to make sure you can keep fluids down. That's the important thing. If you have fevers, there's medicines, over-the-counter medicines to help that can help with the fevers as well. And then you want to make sure that you get plenty of rest. Yeah. You know, that's probably the biggest important thing. And I tell people all the time, one of the best things you can do, and I joke around, but it's true, is you know, chicken soup and mom's love. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's one of the best that's things you advice. can get. Just one, one quick thing. I feel like we're in this day and age where you feel sick sick, you take a test, you're negative, you go about your business. But I mean, it's important if you have any kind of symptoms to that still is, stay that home. That is probably the biggest thing right now. If you feel any kind of symptoms at all into the weather, stay home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Keep the kids home. You don't want to spread it. Don't we be all a just hero. talked about it. Exactly. You guys have had your flu shot. I'm yep. getting mine this week. So. All right. There you go. I'm yeah. Dr. Jean Torres. Thank you. you. Bet. All right. We're going to take a little bit of a turn. Uh, if you're feeling lucky, maybe you want to grab one of those Powerball lottery tickets. Jackpot for tonight's drawing estimated at a whopping six. $110 million. The eighth biggest in Powerball history. NBC's Jesse Kirsch is in Cleveland, Ohio, where folks there are making a last-minute bid for those mega riches. Jess, good morning. Good morning, guys. Yeah, plenty of games to play here, Al, but obviously this is what we are talking about. $610 million on the line in the Powerball lottery, and that's a cash value of about $300 million. All you need for a chance to win that is two bucks and just a little bit of luck. This morning, Americans all over hoping maybe, just maybe, they might become millionaires overnight. Powerball says after no one hit the mark on Saturday, its jackpot reached an estimated $610 million. Now the eighth biggest pot in Powerball history for a $292.6 million cash value. Stacked on top of each other, Powerball says that many $100 bills would be almost as tall as the Eiffel Tower. And with tickets costing just $2, plenty of people are already playing. I'm about 10 tickets. Don't get too excited yet. Powerball says you have about a 1 in 25 shot of winning something, but the odds of winning the jackpot are roughly 1 in 292 million. That means you're more likely to be struck by lightning, but many still hope they'll get a jolt of cash. You got to be in it to win it, right? So I'm being, I hope it's the lucky one. I, I use the same numbers all the time. Powerball says its last big winner came from a Pennsylvania ticket in August. That jackpot, $206.9 million. Across almost three dozen drawings since, people have won smaller prizes, but no jackpots. If that changes tonight and you're lucky enough to win, you can do a lot with the money. In the market for a private island, why not buy in bulk? One group off of Fiji is going for just $155 million. Fly there in style on your own private jet. One pre-owned Gulfstream like this plane going for around $30 million. Dragon is in countdown. But if planet Earth is too gauche, $55 million could get you a ride to the International Space Station. 
But here's the problem. If you're going to outer space, where are you going to spend the rest of the money? Here's some tips for you, no matter what you might buy with the winnings. Take a photo of yourself, a selfie with the lottery ticket, sign the back of it. Experts also suggest possibly hiring a financial advisor and even a therapist to help you through the big changes that would be coming your way. Budget the money and also consider donating some of it to charity because that can also help you with taxes. So Al, Chanel, Dylan, just shout out some numbers. We'll, we'll mark them down and we'll, we'll all so split nine, the pot. 20. 33. 2. Okay. 16. All right. Three. How many do we need? Oh, boy, I'm losing track. All right. You know what? I'll... That's close oh, you enough. You need six, so I need the five there and one of those. I'm yeah. sure it's a winner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that you're giving tips just in case you just win. You have to. Hey, thank somebody. You. Yes. Somebody just in case. It. you got to be ready. <laughs> you know. One person is watching this morning. <laughs> or Thanks, Jesse. Thank we you, appreciate Jesse. that. Gerard, always, our stage, and so he always collects the money. So hopefully money. Gerard's collecting. I'll <laughs> give money for the, for the big team. Sunday night football. Man, I wish Craig was here. But he, he is instead down in Miami. He went inside the game down there in Florida to find out what it takes to get the most watched shows on TV on the air each week. He's at Miami's Hard Rock Stadium where the Dolphins beat the Steelers last night. So, Craig, we all know what a massive feat it is to get this show on air every week, but did it meet your expectations? Oh, it, it exceeded my expectations. <laughs> Here's the thing, Dylan, I think, I think we know what it takes. I don't think a lot of folks who necessarily watch Sunday Night Football fully appreciate the machine that is SNF. We've been here since Thursday. Uh, we've got unprecedented access to the operation. We're talking somewhere between 150, 200 people who pick up their lives every week and, and take this traveling circus all over America. I mean, just to give you a sense of, of what's happening right now. So the game ended last night around 1130. Immediately, that team, most of them head back to wherever they live. But the six semi-trucks that they have to use for production, those trucks are, as we speak, on their way to Buffalo. Hmm. And after Buffalo, they'll go to Kansas City. I mean, so this goes on for 17, 18, 19 weeks every year. And so to see that up close, it really is just a, a feat to behold. I was, uh, I was honored last night to spend some time in the booth with, with Mike Tirico and, and Chris Collinsworth. And um, Collinsworth actually... Actually, let me play with the telestrate. It, uh, it, it was a bucket list. It was a bucket list moment. Uh, after I did it, he pretty much told me I'd done it wrong. But nonetheless, yeah, I, I had You're a like blast. Playing tic tac toe. Uh, playing with. The, I was I was lining up my offense. Uh, that's not a play that would yield a great deal of success. That's but, so awesome. And here's the thing, Al. You know, Tariko's a friend of the show, and we we love Mike Tariko yes, because he's so very good at his job. Over the last few days, I discovered what it is that makes Mike Tirico so spectacular at what he does. Uh, for each player on each team, he's got like a little square, okay. and it's color-coded. And he's got this, this shorthand language that he uses wow. to make his notes, and they put it all on that screen that you just saw uh -huh. there. So he's able to just draw from mm. that reservoir of knowledge like that yeah. because of the system. It's a, 
It's a sight to behold. It's probably like, I guess, the way Alan Dillon do the weather. It's kind of probably like it's that. It's like a sight yes. to behold. Yeah, except we only do it for about 90 seconds. Tariko is there <laughs> on for three hours. Yeah. Craig. talk about any sport. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's really amazing. Craig, thanks Craig, so awesome. much, buddy. Thank you. Thank you, Craig. All right. Well, coming up, thanks, we'll see you tomorrow, Craig. Uh, we're going to go on the job with a very special team of federal agents for a look at how these highly trained beagles are helping us all stay safe. Third hour of today, we'll be right back. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This morning in our series on the job, it, we are going to bring you uh, to one of the world's busiest airports. It's Atlanta's Hartsfield Jackson International and NBC's Savannah Sellers got to meet a very special team of federal agents that are keeping us safe. That's exactly right. These are federal agents. Just wait till you see. Officials call them our first line of defense in the battle to protect American agriculture. Now, some heroes might demand awards or money for their service, but for these federal agents, a few tasty treats will do. Check it out. <laughs> so what we're talking about today is a bunch of federal officers, right? Yes. All right. It's time to meet officer in training Yeti. <laughs> He's a good boy. Here at the USDA's National Dog Detector Training Center just outside of Atlanta, Yeti is hard at work to prove he's got what it takes to be a member of the Beagle Brigade. What are all the things that he'd be searching for right now? So he's searching for apple, mango, citrus, beef, and pork. And then the dogs will expand once they get out to the field and they can add, you know, 100, 150 odors. We're job three for three, right? Yes. <laughs> Why beagles? Why are they so good at this? Well, because they have everything they need to do this job. They've got an excellent nose. They can discriminate all kinds of odors that comes from being a hunting dog. They love their food, as most beagle owners would know. And they're very intelligent and they pick up the dog quickly. And they also like working with their partner. It's not just beagles. The center trains bigger dogs like Labradors, too. While a beagle's small size makes it perfect to weave around bag claim, a Labrador's height helps it search a cargo plane more quickly. So these canine teams are sort of intercepting a problem that could ultimately go down the line and impact your dinner plate at Absolutely. home? Absolutely. Your pork, your beef, any fruits and vegetables, any seeds, any plants, trees, all of those things have pests that are in other countries, but not yet here in America. And so if we can catch them at the border and keep them from getting established, that saves billions of dollars. 
This is Officer in Training Kingston, and he'll go through eight weeks of training here in Georgia. Yes. So other than him being a very good boy who loves hugs, how yes. did we know Kingston would be good at this job? So Kingston loves food more than he loves the attention. <laughs> I like Absolutely. that this dog loves treats so he much. He loves treats so much that he'll do anything that he knows how to do to get that treat. Right. Find it, Kingston. Oh, oh, good boy! You're so good! It's amazing with how much technology has advanced mm -hmm. that one of the best ways to get this done is mm -hmm. with a dog and their snout. Absolutely. They're just so efficient at it. They've been obviously bred for years to use their nose, to have that instinct to find things. And so using our training methods, we're able to channel that into locating the objects of agriculture interest. And today, these very good officers made it to graduation. Officer Waffle reporting for duty. <laughs> From there, the Beagles get deployed to international ports of entry across the country, like here at Atlanta's International Airport. The Beagles patrol the floor. If one smells something suspicious, it signals to the Customs and Border Protection agent who pulls the bag for extra screening. This pile here is everything that's been confiscated just in the past few hours. The Beagle can search thousands of bags. What it would take officers to do hours, Beagles can do it in mere seconds. The big find while we were there, a completely raw chicken. They're so cute and, and cuddly. They're perfect size to go in and out of people, in and out of luggage. And before you know, they're sitting at your feet and you're like, oh, and you're like, no, you just got busted. <laughs> you guys are federal officers now. Yeah, lovely. That's There's great. my dog voice. All right, most of these beagles serve about nine years and then retire, and the USDA says they are almost always adopted by their CBP officer. And when that doesn't happen, there's usually someone else at the port who's fallen in love and will adopt Aww. them that instead. That is so good. I am who's a good federal agent? Chicken, who's a good federal agent? <laughs> right, exactly. I know. And there's sausage, lots of raw meat, yeah, the actually. Chicken not on ice. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but were they probably trying to get it through? Like, did they have the right <laughs> Yeah, they definitely were, you know, and they, they'll bring up sometimes. Sometimes people are trying to bring something home to their family. Sometimes yeah. they're trying to resell it, things yeah. like that. But yeah. those dogs are going to find it. As our senior producer, Matt Greenfield, just said, they ran afoul. This is why you said it not out Thank you. You're welcome. All right, coming up on this Motivational Monday, simple ways to focus on self-improvement and lead the life you want to live from a peak performance expert. But coming up next, someone who reached peak performance in two sports. We are going to take a look at the legendary Bo Jackson and how he made his mark on history when we come back. Our next guest is a New York Times bestselling author who has written about sports icons and teams. Jeff Perlman's book, Showtime, documents the 1980s Los Angeles Lakers and is the basis for the hit HBO series, Winning Time. And Jeff's latest book is The Last Folk Hero, The Life and Myth of Bo Jackson. He traces Jackson's rise from a kid in rural Alabama to a global two-sport phenom, still the only player in history to be named an all-star in both baseball and football. And Jeff Perlman joins us now. Jeff, good, good to see morning. you. Thanks uh, for being here. Yeah, thank you. So two sports stars starting in college in Auburn, track and field phenom, mm -hmm. and yet a, a, a relatively short career professionally, but I mean, still stellar. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, why the, did you think now was the time to write this story? He's the greatest athlete of all time. And I look at my kids. I have two teenage kids. Mm. Most of their friends have no idea who Bo Jackson yeah. is. Mm -hmm. And it kind of breaks my heart. Yeah. I feel like he belongs there. When we talk about Mickey Mantle or Joe DiMaggio or Roberto Clemente, 
I think he's just as great and he deserves to have a legacy. Mm. Yeah. And, and your passion, you obviously believe this. You, you actually took a brick from what was left of <laughs> Bo Jackson's house. Is that wrong? <laughs> I, I don't know. It depends on the people. Was who it was his child at home or? It was a child. It wasn't raw chicken in a bag. <laughs> okay. So All good. right. He, uh, I went to uh, Bessemer, Alabama and he grew up in an abandoned, it's now an abandoned lot. Uh, I'm walking around mm-hmm. and I call my dad, Stan Perlman. And I'm like, should I take a brick? Can I take a brick? Yeah. And he's like, take the brick. And yeah. I just put it in my bag. And I was at the airport. And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, it's a brick. And they're like, well, you can't travel with a brick. And I'm sitting in the airport in Atlanta telling them the story of Bo Jackson and his brick. And he's the best athlete of all time. And they're like, okay, take the brick. brick. Just shut up and take the brick. (laughs) Stop talking. Um, So especially for, you know, kids who don't know his legacy, um, you talk a lot in the book about just the the myth behind him, you know, mm-hmm. his in, insane home runs, his incredible speed. I mean, he broke a bat over his knee like a twig. Many times. What, what's your yeah. favorite story that kind of highlights who he was? Oh, man. When he was in high school, he played at McAdory High School outside of Birmingham. This is a true story. He hit a ball. And by the time it came down, this all, it sounds like Paul Bunyan. By the time it came down, he was rounding third base. There was a ball to the left field, shallow left field. I talked to the outfielder, Eddie Scott. He's mm-hmm. like, 100% true. I look up. He's rounding third. running. <laughs> and also, there's a famous, famous video of him running up the wall mm-hmm. in Baltimore, yeah. right. which no one's ever done since. He literally ran up a wall, ran hard as that. There it is. There, there, ran is. there he goes. Look like that. That's do that. insane. No one's done it. Everyone's like, is that his best play? I'm like, have you ever seen anyone else do it? No. Right. No. That's like oh insane. My God. Yeah, it's ridiculous. You know, I was just telling you, I remember back in the day, we had the Bonos t-shirt. Yeah. It was just like a thing to have. It almost became just like a fashion statement. Listen, I looked, uh, you've worked on this book for what, more than two years. Mm-hmm. You conducted more than 720 interviews. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know you had, you know, both Jackson's own words and transcripts or what have you. Um, but he declined to participate. Um, and he offered a no comment when we reached out to him. Um, but he did tweet in part, if you want to hear the real story, then wait for me to release it. Does that make it more difficult when you're writing a book like this? I mean, it's not preferred. Yeah. But I, so I got really lucky. Um, Bo wrote an autobiography in 1990 called Bo Knows Bo mm-hmm. with Dick Shap, the legendary late journalist. Oh. And uh, before Dick Shap died, he donated all his transcripts mm. to the Auburn Library. So I literally was reading through and listening to 300, 350 pages of Bo interviews, stuff that's never, ever been used before. I interviewed 720 people. I just do. He deserves to be remembered. His legacy deserves to be talked about. And and after the career went on uh, a lot of philanthropy, charity work. Uh, what, what's he doing now and what, what brings him joy? You, you spoke. He's, he's a suburban dad and great. He's a new grandpa. He's 60 years old. Mm -hmm. He recently gave, um, a lot of money. He helped pay for the, uh, funeral expenses for a lot of the Uvalde families. Really? He has a charity bike race, uh, Mm. Bo Bikes Bama every year, like a legitimately good guy. Mm. He just didn't want the spotlight. Yeah. He just yeah, didn't want it. Yeah. yeah. We, we all say Bo knows. Does he talk to him about himself in the third person? No. Oh, no. No. He did, though. He did yeah. when he yes. was young. Right. So did I, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff Perlman, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. The, the last folk hero is out tomorrow. Share it with my kids. You're right. They need to know about him. Mm-hmm. All right. Coming up, he's one of the most motivating people we know. And if you feel stuck in your life, our next guest can certainly help you get inspired. We'll have that in just a bit. That's when we come right back.
Welcome back. On this Motivational Monday, we are focusing on self-improvement. We all want to be the best versions of ourselves, of course, right? But how do we get there? Well, we've got some help for you. So we want to talk about peak performance and your peak performance expert. We've got the best-selling author, Delatoro McNeil II. His book is called Shift Into a Higher Gear, Better Your Best, and Live Life to the Fullest. Delatoro, we love when you're I here. Know, I to be back. Oh, yeah, it's so nice it. to have you back. And I think if we just listen to the title of your book about shifting into a higher gear, you kind of compare all of this to like gears in a car. Exactly. And how? So here's what's powerful, Dylan, right? Automobiles have four gears, park, reverse, neutral, and drive. Mm -hmm. But motorcycles only come in one gear. Motorcycles only come in drive. Mm -hmm. Motorcycles only know forward, next, advance, tomorrow, growth, development. And so I firmly believe that we need to live life in drive. Mm. And the reason why that's so important is because we all exist within time. And time is always in drive. Time Mm -hmm. is never parked. Time is never reversed. Mm -hmm. And time is certainly not neutral. All right. So if we want (laughs) to live life in drive, what does that mean? Give us some examples. Beautiful. See, you know you're in drive when you wake up passionate about what it is that you're working on in your Mm -hmm. life, right? Every day when you wake up feeling like, listen, I've got a sense of purpose and assignment behind my life, right? Mm -hmm. When you wake up every day and you've made a decision that you're going to replace excuses with execution, you're in drive. Because here's the one of the things that I firmly believe. There is no St. John dress. There's no no Armani suit. There's no Gucci bag. There's no yacht, no mansion more expensive than the excuses we make about why we cannot have what we want in life. Hmm. So listen, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you can't make both. You can make excuses or have a great marriage. You can't do both. Have a great body or use excuses. You can't make both. So we got to replace excuses with execution, and that will keep us in drive. Mm. You need you forgot your notebook. <laughs> no, I'm like, I'm, I'm checking check, 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 check. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're you're in drive, you're you're supposed to be moving forward, but a lot of folks are while they're in drive are looking in that rear view right. mirror. That's a perfect setup, Al. 70% of people believe that they're stuck in the past. Mm. So let's take a minute and talk about that. That's 70 out of 100 people. Mm -hmm. That's 700 out of 1,000 folks feel stuck in the past. And Al, you just said something beautiful. In automobiles, there's a rear view mirror. Motorcycles don't come with a rear view mirror. Mm. Motorcycles come with With side side. view mirrors Mm. because the past is a place of reference not residents. We're Mm. not supposed to live in the past. So here's one of the things we got to understand. If we're going to shift out of that, because in the past is nothing that we can control or change. Mm -hmm. There's holding grudges, resentment, Mm -hmm. guilt, shame, bitterness. These are all. So how do you get rid of that? So how do we get rid of the the negativity from the past? First thing we got to do is we got to focus on forgiveness and we got to forgive three things. We got to forgive ourselves Mm -hmm. for the bad choices, bad decisions we've made from the past. We got to forgive other people and we got to forgive God. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are stuck in bitterness and and unforgiveness because they're mad at God about something. Mm -hmm. Right. Forgive God. Yeah. Because you're like, yeah. (laughs) Right. Right. Another thing I think is really, really important is that we focus on consistent baby steps, just small Mm -hmm. actions we can take every day to take us to that next level Mm -hmm. and keep positive people around us. Chapter eight, shift your posse because who you ride with matters. Mm. So vitally important. I don't have a single solitary negative person in my life Mm. because here's what I learned a long time ago. Your friends are God's way of apologizing to you for your family. So, Delatore, what happens when you wake up not in the in the most positive place? What do you do? The first thing I do every morning, Al, fantastic question, is I get up and I write in a gratitude journal every morning eight things that I'm grateful for before the day even starts. Is it repetitive? No, no, no. Every day. It could be something as small as air conditioned, mm-hmm. hearing birds in the air, right? Rain falling on the window. People you work with. People that I work with. Come on, Aww. somebody. This amazing team. I write down a list of what I'm grateful for because here's what I've learned. Our mind is just like a radio. 
whatever station we tune into is the frequency we receive. Okay, I'm gonna say it again. Your mind is just like a radio. <laughs> whatever station you tune into is the frequency you receive. Mm-hmm. So when I tune my mind to gratitude, the only thing that can show up in my day is more things to be grateful for. But if I tune my mind to what's not working, I agree. how mad things are, how I bad agree. life is. Have you all noticed this? You never have to plant seeds to grow weeds. Mm. That's true. Weeds grow automatically. Yeah. Negativity is automatic. It's everywhere. So if we want to shift out of that, but we got to plant seeds if we want a crop or if we want a harvest. So we have to plant seeds of positivity so Mm. that we can stay motivated and stay living life and drive. We just had a start. We're just going to put this this interview on a loop. Oh, my God. I feel motivated. I'm like, I know. I'm like, bring it. Thank you. so much. Yes, yes, yes. This is why we love having you. I know. to be here. You change our mood for this. So thank you. All right, we don't want to switch gears, but I, I guess we have to, right? Switch gears. This interview's over. We have to move on. Uh, coming up next in our series, This Is Today, why giving someone the thumbs up could reveal your age. We're going to really? explain that. We'll be right back. That was great. I'm terrific. Yeah, I'm like, Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that. We are back with another edition of This Is Today, where we highlight some of the top trending and buzzworthy stories on Today.com. So here with what we need to know is today digital editorial director, Ariana Day. What? Ariana Day. And if you want to read more on any of these stories, just scan that QR code at the bottom of your screen. Good morning to you. Good morning. These are always fun. We have some good ones. Okay, so it's October, and we know we are officially in pumpkin spice season, <laughs> right? Spice season. But we've noticed a spike yeah. in the cost. Well, apparently, if you're a pumpkin spice fan, you're going to pay for it. Good. So, there was a recent recent study that found that um, if you take Whole Foods, for example, a pancake mix at Whole Foods for 32 ounces is about five, uh, is about 369. But pancake uh, mix that's pumpkin spice is a whole five dollars and twenty cents. What? That's a hundred and twenty nine percent increase. Suckers. So basically, if you're if you wow. really really want that pumpkin spice, you're gonna pay for it. Starbucks, huh. you gotta pay a dollar more for your latte. Ooh, is that what this is? Is this an this expensive is a latte? One? Oh, <laughs> this would be a Al's dollar favorite. less if it didn't have pumpkin spice. Yeah, yeah, I'm good, Mike. Apparently, Mikey, <laughs> I know. Good to see. We know you. we know Al is not gonna have the pumpkin spice. What do you okay. think? Well, mm. is it good? Nice. well, unlike uh, anybody drinking pumpkin spice, it's always nice to see a smile on somebody's face. Uh, but And there's a new study that says there may be an added benefit for smiling. Yeah, it's kind of been an old wife's tale that if you just put a smile on your face, you'll feel better. But a recent study found that it actually is true. They tested and saw that if you just put like a pen between your teeth and kind of grimace, 
you don't feel happier. But if you actually fully put a smile on your face, your nervous system essentially tries to catch up with the rest of your body and mm. suddenly is like, oh, I actually feel happier. I believe I that. that. I, I do. believe that. Absolutely. I actually do it. Any, it. Even, especially when I'm nervous or uncomfortable, I feel like just smiling, it just helps I agree. me get through yeah, whatever. I agree. Well, you don't want to look like happening. the Joker. <laughs> 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 just like this. You know what I don't like when you're walking down a hallway and somebody says, smile. You know, like when you're walking. That must mean you're frowning. But yeah, but sometimes you, it's weird if you're just walking down. You don't the want to be hallway. ordered around. Like if, you don't it's want to be weird if you're just smiling all the time. <laughs> anyway, um, another one we were just talking about when you order delivery. How acceptable is it to you know answer the door to the delivery man and what when you're yeah. not dressed I can't up? That's like, acceptable. <laughs> so our uh, etiquette expert, Mr. Manners, basically surveyed delivery drivers who found mm-hmm. they said that people answer the door. When their food delivery comes and everything from towels to robes to no pants on to even sometimes fully naked. Oh, my. I know. It's it's happened. So essentially. Hold a couple of cups of coffee and a dozen donuts. (laughs) If you're worried about what to wear when you answer the door, he he, he basically says that if you were if someone were to take a picture of you and post it on social media, would you be embarrassed? And I feel like the answer for a lot of us is probably yes. Yes. So something to consider. I just kind of put my head out like so I'll put on a hoodie like we talked about or a T-shirt. Yeah, I will admit. Walking around naked? Well, sometimes you know. No. Okay, let's do the next, 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 next. All right. So the last one, breaking news. Gen Z says we have to stop using the thumbs up. What yeah. is that? Not Why? Cool, this or? was a big debate. So there's online. a big debate online about the usage of the thumbs up emoji. Apparently, some some Gen Zers feel that it's a little bit passive aggressive. So they feel that you if mean? you just thumbs up something or if you just offer a thumbs up, it's it's as our one of our mm. colleagues put it, the, it's essentially like saying like K. Like it's a little bit just like yes. passive aggressive instead of just saying thank you or got it. They feel that the thumbs up is a little. That uh, actually happened to me the other day. I, Brian sent me his Wordle, right, and he got it in four or whatever. So I sent him a thumbs up back. And he sends me another emoji with a different finger. Um, and I was like, what? He's like, that was so... Because it's rude. That was so dismissive. Yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? Because well, you didn't even give him any words. Just like, it's almost it's like... Okay, then why did they invent the emoji? They, well, well, that's kind of... What's the point of the emoji? Yeah. yeah. Just be like, yeah, yeah. And, and it's, it's not like, just the thumbs up emoji. He said the, the same the thing. The red heart, the, the crying emoji. There's a lot of different emojis that are hmm. being debated now of, you know, is, do they have a double meaning that maybe we don't that's really realize? That's so funny. Oh, yeah. good grief. Who's Ariana, got the time? thank you. That's funny. All right, for more, you can head, if you want to participate in the buzz, just go to today.com or you can sign up for our new This Is Today newsletter by scanning the code. You'll get the latest in news, pop culture, and more right to your email inbox every morning. Third hour of today, I'll be right back. I love it. No, I love it. I know. Tomorrow in the third hour of today, we're going to catch up with skiing legend Lindsay Vaughn about what's going on in her life. Love her. Next on Hoda and Jenna, their series, Knock Knock Surprise. And this time, <laughs> you're surprising and deserving woman in upstate New York. That's all we have time for today. We hope you join us again tomorrow. Well, let's just keep going and bleed what right into the Hoda and Jenna there you go. show. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. I'm sorry. Like, Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.